Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today we are smack dab in the middle of the month. It is the 15th of August. So here we are, Dream Theme Thursday, and I have three dreams I wanted to go through today. Um, It's an interesting thing. I can't get into my messenger, so if somebody sends me a, a dream through messenger, I can't get into my actual computer where I have it because I don't keep it on my phone. And um, they painted my room to get it ready for the studio. And it's just like I'm going 24 hours a day. And all I could think of is on my way on the trip, I can actually like just be in a plane and not move for 12 hours or however long it takes to get there. And I can sleep and I'm just so excited. That's the first thing I'm excited about, and then I'll, I'll get to the rest of the trip when I get there. But my first um, dream was, hello, Nadia, would you do the first dream from last time with the explanation that it referred to having lashed out on him the day before the night I dreamed it? So my husband said in the dream, I know you don't mean them, meaning the things I have said that I didn't mean. That was shortly before you posted something not just about not just blowing up in anger, LOL. The dream, it was like Christ told me this message. What I took away from was the obvious that I did not mean it and it is known and I am loved. Well, dreams, it's interesting, like part two of the same dream, but dreams are interesting because dreams don't lie. A lot of times in our life, we will be embarrassed by telling something, so we just say whatever we have to say to shut it down and go on. And it may include a lie or just something that we don't really care about, but the person who's listening actually is listening and does care. So here we go with what starts happening in relationships, and then you take that to your dreams. And especially after reading that and, you know, lashing out and and getting in arguments and, and all of that. So when you have a dream that says things that kind of validates the actual truth is, you know, you didn't mean it. And you guys stay together because the two of you probably in many ways know that you're just angry and you don't mean it. And some couples kind of get off on creating a little bit of havoc because somehow it keeps them feeling like something's going on. But the message really is, if you get a message that tells you that, deeper than that, 
is that if you can see it now, it's time to mature and grow. Just to mature and grow. Because the part about you didn't mean it, that struck a, a very deep chord. Because when my husband kept asking me for a divorce, over and over again because he knew it would make me cry. One day, I agreed with him. But because to me, my word means something different than it meant to him, I, I, I never said I would. But once I said I would, I did. And he said to me, I didn't mean it. And he said that I left him because I really did it. But by the time I did it, he had said it about a hundred times. So, Be careful about what you say that you don't mean because the other person may be listening for real and may be getting worn down. And the message, it's not just that it comes from Christ or you feel like it. One second. Cut off there for a minute. That was weird. But it's not like that it just sounded like it came from Christ or where it came from or why it got there. The more important part is the obvious message that you felt that you are loved because ultimately you want to be loved. So this is the moment where the rubber meets the road in your mind and in your heart where you say, yeah, I've been saying that stuff, and I've been doing that a lot. Where am I going with this? What is it inside of me that takes it to that level so that I can worry and live in fear, and live in doubt, and live in control, and live in guilt. What is it in me that is so attracted to that in not knowing better and doing better? What in me does that? Because ultimately the message is, way past the obvious is that you just have to ask yourself those questions. There are people close to me, very close to me, like siblings or, or like that, let's say, that when they got mad, and they weren't even mad at me, they were mad at someone else, and a by-the-way statement to me that was very hurtful, like I still remember it till today. And I can't tell you 99% 
of what I said with this person. But that day, that person was already upset at someone else and in the thick of the drama of the fight. And was walking down the stairs and happened to see me and just threw something my way. When I went back to her and said, how could you say that to someone? No wonder your fights are so intense with people. Jeez, you just threw a by the way at me, and it was really bad. Just because I was there. And they didn't even remember what they said. And then it got turned around on me that I was accused of remembering everything. I said, no, it just, that was really weird. Because that gave me insight into where you go when you're upset at people. But that also made me feel isolated from wanting to get closer to that person. And then later on in life, they needed help, like a lot of help. So I came to the rescue to help. And every morning, I would call to do a check-in and make sure things were okay and all of that. And it happened to me. I became the receiver of the behavior that was already in that person. had nothing to do with me, and she taught me that. And she taught me that. She was a pure example of People's behavior is not special to you. It is who they are. So I asked that person, please, when you get upset at me, for whatever reason you decide you're going to be upset at me, because it's going to happen, please don't say mean things because I can't get them out of my head once they're said to me. And she said, okay, I won't. But, 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 went on and on. So I knew that the person couldn't help themselves. So fast forward to about a month in advance of that time on my walk I called it was after a show and it was like I want you to do for me what you do on the radio and I want and it just went on and pressure and I'm like God I I can't just like say what you want it's not like We talk to God and we say, I want this. And somebody rings our doorbell and gives it to us, whatever it is. We have to, like, earn the understandings that we have. That's why we are here. So that day, I got a full-blown attack of how awful I was and Oh, wow, look at you. You have an ego. Oh, wow, look at you. You're angry. And just went on and on and on, like just dug in. 
And I did something I never did before. And I just hung up the phone. I could not hear another word. I just hung up. After that, I got a barrage of emails explaining, now taking this a step further into the drama. And you did, and then it was like all this stuff I did. And I thought, what have I really done? I had to think about it. Oh, I call every morning to check on them. Oh, I go visit them to check on them. Okay. I, I, I don't know what else to do. Well, every time I went to go back to call again, I couldn't do it. I couldn't even dial the phone. It was that toxic. I couldn't read the emails. I just washed my hands of trying to fix someone whose habits were way bigger than anything I could ask of them to do for themselves, let alone for anybody else. So for about six to eight months, I could not even talk to this person at all because I honestly just didn't even know where to begin. There was no saying, wow, you said that because it'll be like I did not. And in that case, my absence was louder than the argument. So fast forward now, those six to eight months after, and we talked, it was about how hard it was to not talk to me every day. And I said, well, I love to talk to you, but not like that. I'm not going to step out every single day and have somebody scream at me first thing of the day. Because the anger that person has wasn't dealt with. And I'm taking that back to your dream right now. You may not mean what you say. And if you don't, don't say it. And if Christ told you the message and you really believe that and feel that because it's something we feel in our hearts, remind yourself before you lash out at somebody. And I know it's hard to do because usually it's a self-worth issue that this person is with me. They're with me. They come home to the same home that I come to. They eat their meals with me. People don't do that 
when they don't love the other person. The reason I was able to solve the issues with this person in my life was because there is love there. And love is that powerful. It may take time for us to catch up. It may take time for us to heal. But the love will eventually take us there. And in your case, it's the self-love. Truly, the self-love. Those two words that have been thrown around like crazy lately. But this is what it is when the rubber hits the road, where you need to really take a look at, why do I say that stuff? And if I don't mean it, why do I have to wait for someone else to say it after I throw up on them? So your dream telling you you didn't mean it isn't about, okay, I'm loved anyway alone. Because when you can say stuff you don't mean that's hurtful, you're saying, I, I, I can't control myself. I don't have enough love to really believe it, so I have to lash out to get that response to believe it. I have to create this drama. So I hope that that helps you today because that part of it is the bigger part of the whole dream. That you are loved. Remind yourself that that person is there for you. They're there already. They already love you. It doesn't have to be reproven every single day. But the growth here is that you mature and grow and learn. So I had a second dream. Hi, Nadia. I wanted to tell you of a dream I had around 30 years ago. This is from Vincent Hawkins. The top one was from Leah Gill. Um, Hi, Nadia. I wanted to tell you of a dream I had around 30 years ago. In the dream, I was riding an enormous dark ox up a very steep grassy hill. The light was crystal clear, very bright and lush, rich green grass, which is sparkled, which it sparkled in the breeze. As the incline of the hill grew steeper and steeper, the bull lost its footing and slipped, and we both stumbled over and over down the hill. The weight of the ox was so much that we both were driven down into the earth. The bull died, but I was alive and I was slowly, slowly growing around it as we lay there. I looked up and could see people above digging down to rescue me. And at the same time, I was also part of the rescue team digging down towards me. I was in two places simultaneously. I think it was like a message to my future to do with now and of this time. Vincent. Okay. Do you guys remember 
anyone who's been around Dream Team Thursday for a while, because this is what I just love so much about this segment on Thursdays, is that even when we die in our dreams, we are part of our dreams watching ourselves die, right? Because we, our souls don't actually really die. So you can't ever die in your dream. Even when you die, you witness yourself dying the way people who die and who've come back to earth say, oh my gosh, I saw myself on the operating table. And now by now, even the most far-reached lay person has heard those stories. Well, our soul can be two places at one time. That's true right now. Right now, this very minute, you're sitting wherever you're sitting in our world, and your soul is also at home. And when we sleep, we join together, and that's why our dreams are so goofy and crazy. But that's also why there's always two of us. It's not that there's two of you, but you're split. You, you can be in two places at one time. But to see yourself get buried and still be alive, no matter how big the castle you built around you was, in this case, the bull, no matter how hard it fell, no matter if it died, you're still alive. These kinds of dreams are the kinds of dreams that remind you there isn't anything too big to tackle. And no matter how far it goes the other way, you will still be okay. You yourself will dig yourself out of whatever hole you put yourself into. The first thing people would normally think about in these cases would be money or some kind of financial growth or devastation or something like that. But it's not about that because it is about the strength of the will. The strength of the will. That even if you are buried and you still have a strong will, you will find yourself out of it, whether it is emotionally, whether it is in relationships, whether it is financially, whether it is in a creative sense, you will find your way out if you don't want to be there. And a lot of times I see this most Believe it or not, not in relationships, but in following dreams. That's where I see it most. Because what happens to us is we may have a creative side to us. And it's bigger than we are. We just keep gravitating towards it. We keep wanting to build it, make it, paint it, create it. Whether you're an architect of homes or garden, or you want to paint, or whatever it is you want to do, or, or, or are doing. But this is more about a creative release than it is about the obvious. 
which you would think about money or you would think about relationships because those are usually the two biggest things that run our lives. But what's happening at this time in our history is that all of the creatives who've been shut down in their generations because we've been told that's not going to make us enough money to live are coming out and they're willing to live with less until they can spread their wings out creatively. Because that is how far down our gifts have gone. And once we start dabbling in it, it just starts growing this energy around it and this love around it and this passion around it. And you cannot see it any other way. Even if it's joining a group of people who are doing a community thing or whatever it is that's more creative than what we thought. And we surprise ourselves how deep we get into it. I remember when they did the woman's, um, what was it, the woman's march around the time that we had the election. And it happened all around the world simultaneously. And people I know, women I know who were lawyers and accountants and all these like these jobs that are, you know, higher up in companies and they've built all this work into this world. And they were there and they said, I've never felt so alive in my life. Because the energy of just stepping out of your box, that was probably the most creative thing they've ever done. People who've never marched, who've never walked, But it wasn't about why they did it. It was how it felt to be together, look people in the face, hear people's voices, feel that energy that we have isolated ourselves from again. And here you are under the earth. The bull died. You didn't. The people digging for you didn't know that in some ways. But they fought for a life. And the fact that you were out there digging with them to get yourself out is exactly what we're doing. We're digging and finding our souls. I first did a blog called I Dig Your Soul. That was what my first blog was, I Dig Your Soul. Because I thought it was kind of cool and I loved it. But that's how I felt at the time. Like I was discovering people and the fact that we are souls and There's someone, I can't remember who, on my page, every time we say the word soul, they say, we're not souls. And I'm like, okay, how could we not be souls? What are we? Just call us something. Call us people. Call us whatever. But we are souls because the soul part of us is the part that's everywhere. 
part that connects back home. It has our entire inventory of every single thing we've ever done. And when we come up to decisions and we have instinct, that's our soul talking to us saying, hey, you know what? Based on everything you've done, you may not want to do this. Or you may want to do this. But we usually get a strong indicator. We may go against it because we're thinking, feeling people. And our ego may come in and it may say, no, you can't do that. That's too big. Scale it back and just do this. And then all your life, you go, you know, as you get older, why didn't I try that? Oh, I was scared. Oh, that's why. And it's a very valid reason, people. But it's not the same valid reason it used to be. But this is really interesting that you were driven down into the earth and the bull died, but you were alive. that funny and you could see people digging down to rescue you but the best part of it was that you were rescuing you and this dream gives you that capability that hey Vincent you are capable of doing anything you actually set your mind to the biggest Thing you think you could do, you could probably do past once you start doing it. It's like someone who works out. The beginning is just enough to go to the gym. And then it's just enough to go to the gym and do 15 minutes on the treadmill. Then it's like a half hour on the treadmill. Then it's an hour on the treadmill. Plus you start working out. Then you start meeting people. Then you start making friends. Then you start looking forward to going. And it builds far past what you went there to do in the first place and that's how our dreams are so the message the takeaway today is whatever you have in your heart talk to yourself about it you deserve that you deserve it and for Leah you deserve to mature and grow and learn I have 10 seconds I'll see you tomorrow on questions Friday bye bye you have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.